This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Tonight, the breaking news, a mass shooting in Texas, just hours after President Biden announced new gun control measures. Multiple people injured after a shooting at a Texas cabinet manufacturer. The new details tonight, and on the same day, President Biden calls gun violence in the U.S. an international embarrassment, ordering a crackdown on homemade weapons, and calling on Congress to make stronger gun laws. Enough prayers. Time for some action. Two COVID vaccine sites suddenly shut down after adverse reactions to the Johnson & Johnson shot. Tonight, the rare side effects. Plus, the Midwest on the verge of a coronavirus relapse. Lack of oxygen, the dramatic testimony in the Derek Chauvin murder trial. The medical expert shows the jury when he says the life goes out of George Floyd's body. Former NFL player murders a doctor and his grandkids. Why the shooter's family blames his football injuries. Trouble for Matt Gates, The Florida congressman's associate is likely to strike a plea deal. His lawyer's ominous warning. I'm sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today. Carjacking murder. An Uber Eats driver allegedly killed by two teenage girls in D.C. And it was all caught on camera. What's behind the sudden increase in violent carjackings nationwide? We've learned and the poet Amanda Gorman inspired the country. For there was always light if only we're brave enough to see it. Tonight, how the Harvard grad hopes to make history once again. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on a very busy Thursday. We're going to begin with that breaking news tonight because at least one person is dead and four others are in critical condition after a gunman opened fire with an assault weapon at a cabinet maker in Texas where he worked. Now, sources tell CBS News the shooting happened at Kent Moore Cabinets in an industrial park in Bryan, Texas. That is just outside of College Station. It appears the gunman then took off in a car, leading to a frantic manhunt. Tonight, CBS News has learned a Texas state trooper has also been shot during a confrontation outside of the suspect's house. Now, it is the fourth high-profile mass shooting in this country in just three weeks, and it comes just hours after President Biden announced several major executive actions to curb what he calls an epidemic of gun violence nationwide. Ed O'Keefe is standing by at the White House with those new measures, but CBS's Maria Villarreal is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Texas. Good evening, Maria. Good evening, Nora. Right now, police are working several active crime scenes in Bryan, Texas, as you said, just outside College Station. They are trying to figure out exactly what motivated the shooter and this shooting to happen tonight. EMS-1, one, EMS-1, one, active shooter, get more cabinets, manufacturing plants. At 2.30, chaos rang out at this custom cabinet business in Bryan, Texas. Police say multiple people were shot, and after opening fire, the suspect fled the scene. Uh, officers responded. They found several victims, and they were checking the area, checking the building, looking for more victims. A source says the suspect was armed with an assault-style rifle, shooting at least five people. One has died, and four others were critically injured. The victims were all transported to an area hospital with several in critical condition. Multiple police agencies responded to the scene. A nearby school was locked down. We, we feel that the scene is safe behind me. Uh, so we believe everybody left. Uh, we're just trying to piece together what exactly took place leading up to this. Police say they do not have a motive at this time, but CBS News has learned they believe the shooter was known to the company. Kentmore Cabinets makes custom cabinets across Texas. Their headquarters is in Bryan, and it opened in 2011. They employ nearly 600 employees. Police say they do not have a motive at this time, but are investigating whether the shooter is connected to the company. Devastating news for obviously a very tight-knit community in Bryan College Station. Police say right now the suspect is in custody and the FBI is aware of the situation. However, the Bryan Police Department is still the lead agency on this investigation. Still a lot more to come, though, on this story. Nora. All right, Maria Villarreal with that breaking news. Thank you. And we want to turn now to the president's executive actions on gun violence, his first since taking office. He's targeting so-called ghost guns and equipment that can turn a pistol into a rifle. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports from the White House. President Biden today voicing frustration over the frequency of mass shootings. Gun violence in this country is an epidemic and it's an international embarrassment. But with quick congressional action to seriously address gun safety unlikely, Mr. Biden took executive action targeting stabilizing braces that can be added to pistols and so-called ghost guns, firearms without serial numbers that are sold in kits and can be assembled at home. Anyone from a criminal to a terrorist can buy this kit in as little as 30 minutes put together a weapon. Baltimore Police Commissioner Michael Harrison says ghost guns are increasingly popular in his city. This year alone, we've recovered 53 uh, of those ghost guns, and of the 53, nine were connected to murders and shootings. It's actually hurting us 
and making it more difficult to keep our streets safe. Brian Muehlberger's 15-year-old daughter, Gracie, was killed by a ghost gun at her California high school in 2019. He said Mr. Biden's changes could have saved her life. It's a step. And it's a start. But he warns Washington needs to work faster, believing that gun violence will intensify as the pandemic ends. I'm worried that this is going to be a really, really bad year. And I'm, I think I'm most worried about the children, you know, the, the schools. Last year was the first year where there wasn't a mass shooting at a high school. The only difference was there was nobody at a high school. Mr. Biden today also called on Congress to pass stalled Democratic legislation expanding the gun background check system. And he wants the federal ban on assault weapons renewed. Both unlikely, given staunch Republican opposition. Enough prayers. Time for some action. While the president said he wants sweeping changes in gun policy, what he did himself was actually modest at best. Having worked the gun control debate for decades, the president uniquely understands that ultimately it's Congress, long reluctant to debate the issue, that would have to pass laws to make those big changes. Nora. All right, Ed O'Keefe at the White House, thank you. Also tonight, police in York County, South Carolina, are trying to determine why a former NFL player shot and killed a doctor, along with several family members, before taking his own life. We get details now from CBS's Mola Lenghi. Two 911 calls for help came in just before 5 o'clock Wednesday afternoon. How many shots did you hear? Uh, about 20. York County deputies found six victims, four dead inside this home, including Dr. Robert Leslie, his wife, and young grandchildren. Outside, two air conditioning techs were also shot. One is non-responsive, the other one is talking slurred, and I think he's been shot. The sole survivor of the shooting, Robert Shook, is in critical condition fighting for his life. We need prayers. Like, if you are not a praying person, I beg of you just to... Drop to your knees and just pray, just just pray for Robert. Investigators say Philip Adams is their only suspect. The 32-year-old was a former NFL cornerback that played for several teams. Law enforcement believes he was not a patient of Dr. Leslie, but his father, Alonzo, was and spoke to a local television station. He was a good kid and he, uh, I think the football messed him up. Adams killed himself at his parents' home, not far from the original crime scene. Today... Sheriff Kevin Tolson says they still have no motive. Dr. Leslie was uh, a pillar in this community. He knew everyone. He treated everyone with respect. Mola Lenghi, CBS News. We want to turn now to the coronavirus pandemic and new concerns tonight about Johnson & Johnson's vaccine after two vaccination sites were temporarily shut down due to adverse reactions to the shot. We get more now from CBS's Adriana Diaz. Tonight, more roadblocks in the race to vaccinate. Troubles for Johnson & Johnson. Several patients at a mass vaccination site in North Carolina today suffered immediate reactions. On Wednesday, 11 people had adverse reactions in Denver, ranging from dizziness to nausea. Both sites temporarily shut down. At this point, we have no reason to believe there's anything wrong with the vaccine itself. This is a temporary pause of one brand of vaccine so that we can investigate further. This comes as distribution of the J&J vaccine will fall 85 percent next week, due in part to a factory mix-up. The Midwest is on the verge of a relapse, and the younger are getting sicker. In the last week, COVID hospitalizations have increased 11 percent on average among adults under 50 over the week prior. But in the Midwest, those hospitalizations have jumped 42 percent. 
the hardest-hit state, Michigan, where today one doctor tweeted a desperate plea. We need some help. Variants also continue to complicate the country's recovery. Of all new COVID cases last week, children accounted for roughly one in five. Kids are especially susceptible to the UK variant. Prior to this time, young kids, particularly those in eighth grade or younger, rarely got infected or seriously ill with the virus and importantly did not transmit the virus in the community. Today that has been turned on its head. The University of Chicago said more than 50 students have tested positive. Some cases were linked to fraternity parties. Tonight, a stay-at-home order. And in small town Villa Grove, Illinois, a bar's indoor opening event was linked to 46 cases in February, spanning eight households, leading to the hospitalization of an elderly resident and forcing a school to temporarily close, impacting 650 students. Mask use was inconsistent and that six feet of distance was not maintained. These findings underscore the vast impact of a single event. Nationwide, nearly 5 million people have received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Officials say those adverse effects experienced in North Carolina are consistent with known side effects, and they reiterated that the vaccine is safe. Meanwhile, here in Illinois, the state is set to break an all-time record for single-day vaccinations. Nora. Adriana Diaz, thank you. Today, a key witness at Derek Chauvin's murder trial told the jury it wasn't drugs or health problems that killed George Floyd. What was done to him would have killed a healthy person. The witness compared Floyd's struggle to breathe to having a lung removed. And we want to warn you, some of the testimony is graphic. CBS's Jamie Yukis reports from Minneapolis. Another stunning day of testimony as pulmonary expert Dr. Martin Tobin tells jurors plain and simply what he believes caused George Floyd's death. Mr. Floyd died from a low level of oxygen. Tobin says Floyd being handcuffed in a prone position and sandwiched between the street and the officers on top of him all contributed to his difficulty breathing. He's having to use all his entire spine to just try and get air into that right side of the body. At one point, Floyd's leg goes up. The brain is responding to the drastically low level of oxygen. Tobin estimated Chauvin's knee was on Floyd's neck 90% of the time. Half of his body weight plus half his gear weight is coming down, that's 91.5 pounds, is coming down directly on Mr. Floyd's neck. The most dramatic testimony, when Tobin shows jurors in slow motion what he believes to be Floyd's final moments. You can see his eyes, he's conscious, and then you see that he isn't. That's the moment the life goes out of his body. The knee remains on the neck for another 3 minutes and 27 seconds after he takes his last breath. Cross-examination, the defense pointed to the fact that fentanyl was found in Floyd's system, something Tobin pushed back on. Any evidence then that any fentanyl in the system depressed his breathing in any way whatsoever? No. Tobin also said it's dangerous to think that a person's breathing is okay just because they can speak. Yes, I mean, they're able to breathe at that moment in time, but 10 seconds later, they may be dead. Despite Tobin testifying for hours, it was reported that jurors remained very attentive through all of it, with many taking notes. We expect the medical examiner to take the stand tomorrow. Nora? Very powerful testimony. Jamie Yukis, thank you. 
Tonight, forecasters are predicting an above-average Atlantic hurricane season. Scientists at Colorado State University predict up to 17 named storms and eight hurricanes, including four major hurricanes. Among the reasons, the Atlantic waters are warmer than average, providing fuel for storms. A record 12 named storms made U.S. landfall last year, six of them hurricanes, including Zeta, which slammed into New Orleans in late October. All right, tonight, the federal investigation into Congressman Matt Gates has taken a dramatic turn, and it could be bad news for the Florida Republican and Trump ally. An associate who's charged with sex trafficking is now negotiating a plea deal and may be ready to cooperate with prosecutors. CBS's Major Garrett has the late developments. Congressman Matt Gates potentially in more legal jeopardy tonight. His close associate, Joel Greenberg, charged with sex trafficking last summer, is expected to plead guilty to some federal charges. Greenberg could cooperate in a separate federal probe of Gates. Greenberg, according to sources, used so-called sugar daddy websites to locate female partners for the congressman. Greenberg's attorney spoke to reporters today. Based on what my client knows, okay. See, I thought if I kept on talking and talking, I would avoid these questions and, and not to say, um, I'm sure Matt Gates is not feeling very comfortable today. Gates, a close friend and political ally of Greenberg since 2016, has denied having sex with underage girls or paying for sex. It is a horrible allegation and it is a lie. According to sources familiar with the matter, federal investigators are also probing Gates's relationship with Orlando doctor and marijuana entrepreneur Jason Pirizzolo. CBS News has learned Gates and Pierrizzolo took a trip to the Bahamas in late 2018 or early 2019. According to sources familiar with the probe, the doctor paid for travel, accommodations, and escorts on the trip. Investigators want to know if Gates was accepting any of these gifts in exchange for political access or legislative favors. Pierre Rizzolo provided no comment when we met him yesterday outside his Orlando office. Um, did you pay for escorts for Congressman Matt Gates? Meanwhile, women who work in Gates' office released a statement endorsing his character. We uniformly reject these allegations as false, the statement said. The women were not identified by name or job title. We have learned, Nora, that eight, working women, in, eight women rather, work in Gates' office all endorsed this statement. All right, Major Garrett, thank you. Tonight, CBS News investigates a disturbing new trend in some of America's largest cities. Violent carjackings are on the rise, and in some cases, the suspects are kids as young as 12 and 13. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. The number of carjackings has exploded during the pandemic. Dead thieves! In Washington, D.C., cell phone video shows Uber Eats driver Mohammed Anwar trying to regain control of his Honda Accord after two teenage girls carjacked him, also assaulting him with a taser. The incident ended with Anwar's car on its side and the 66-year-old Pakistani immigrant and father of three dead. In Chicago, a woman screams as a suspect throws her to the ground before getting away in her car. Carjackings have increased by over 100% in Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and Minneapolis. In Washington, D.C., they are up 343%. Investigators say the trend is being driven by 12 to 15-year-olds with time on their hands during the pandemic. Suspects are targeting people warming up their cars or delivery drivers. I find myself looking over my shoulder these days. What should motorists do to protect themselves from these carjackings? 
what you're doing is exactly what needs to be done is being aware of your surroundings. Navy sailor Draper Younce was waiting for a friend when he was ordered to give up his car at gunpoint. I see movement out of my camera. A man runs up to me, puts a gun to my face and tells me to get out of the car. The Tesla's cameras show the suspect running toward him. And as Draper steps on the gas to escape, what you don't see is the suspect firing at him. What did it hit? The pillar, the B pillar between the uh, front uh, driver's side door and the back passenger door. So you must feel pretty lucky. Definitely a little bit of luck that was involved. A number of cities and regions right now across the country have carjacking task forces, which means that police are sharing information. And that will ultimately cut down on the amount of time it takes to catch up to these carjacking suspects. Nora. Stunning to see those numbers. Jeff Begay's, thank you. Tonight, poet Amanda Gorman is on the cover of Vogue. Actually, two covers, both shot by famed photographer Annie Leibovitz. The nation's first youth poet laureate, now 23, says she not only plans to run for president when she's old enough, but has already secured endorsements from Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton. Both were in the audience when Gorman wowed the crowd with her poem at President Biden's inauguration. Tomorrow, why did a 13-year-old sleep in the backyard for a year? Well, Steve Hartman's on the road. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. See you tomorrow. Good night. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure. Because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.